The Tennessee Titans are frauds. Okay, I'm being a little undiplomatic, but they bring a 6-3 and three record to Lambeau Field on Thursday night on a short week, and they are not a 6-3 and three football team. That being said, the Packers are still going to have to play a good, clean game to beat them because Tennessee does a lot of things that have plagued the Packers that the Packers do not do and vice versa, which has led to Tennessee winning games when the Packers have lost them. Plus, Ross Uglum on to take his victory lap about Christian Watson. All of that coming up right now. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by friends at Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com with the promo code locked on. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Ross Uglum on the show today talking Christian Watson, what this whole process has been like, and finally getting to this breakout moment. Before we get there, quick turnaround here for the Tennessee Titans on Thursday. Matt LaFleur slept on the couch in his office. Joe Barry in the building all night. They are going to have to get this figured out in a hurry on their Thursday night schedule, which is just brutal on everyone. It's tougher on the Titans who are going to have to travel as part of this. And something that I have said a number of times over the course of the season is, The Titans' defense is better than the Packers' defense, not by talent, but by discipline, by verve, by energy, and by design, because it is a better designed defense. It is a more disciplined defense. You get it. Now, that's not to say that there aren't some really nice players in Tennessee. Jeffrey Simmons has been awesome this year. Kevin Byers, one of the best safeties in football, has been for a long time. They don't have high-level talent the way that the Packers do, though. They don't have a player as good as Jair Alexander. Kenny Clark and Jeffrey Simmons, pretty comparable players. And so you add in Devondre Campbell, who has a chance to be back in this game. You add in guys like Adrian Amos, Russell Douglas, and you go, okay, the Packers have some really nice high-level talent, and they should be better than they are. We know that. We know that. But they're not because they don't play as disciplined. They don't play as downhill, as fast, or at least they didn't until Sunday. There was a lot to like on Sunday. Rudy Ford coming up and making a lot of plays. So this is a little bit of a why are the Titans winning games when the Packers aren't? Well, that's one of those reasons because the underlying numbers say these teams are actually very close. And and the betting line reflects that. Bet online has the Packers as two-point favorites. Uh, that has al- already jumped up. It's fluctuated a little bit, but already I think it's been bet up to the Packers minus three. So 
clearly this is a close game by DVOA. The Titans and the Packers right next door. They're right next door to each other. And I think that is reflective of winning some games, if you're the Titans, that maybe you shouldn't win. This Tennessee team is 32nd in yards per drive. 32nd. They have outgained. They have outgained their opponent this season one time. And they've won six games. That is nearly impossible. Nearly impossible. That that just that that cannot happen. That cannot happen. And yet it's happening. And if you look at, I really like net yards per drive. I think that's a that's a good stat. I, I like net yards per play as well. The Tennessee Titans are 30th, 30th in net yards per drive. That means offense and defense. So on offense, they're creating yards. On defense, they're trying to prevent yards. So you net out, you want to have a high net because you want to be producing more than your opponents. It is bad in Tennessee. And yet, they are 17th in points per drive. They're getting a little bit lucky scoring when they do move the ball and probably getting some explosives. Having someone like Derrick Henry really helps. On the flip side, the Packers 12th in net yards per drive. 12th. That's an above average team. That's a good team. Teams behind them. Teams like Miami, Seattle, New England, Minnesota, Washington, who won last night, New York, 23rd. Unbelievable. But the Packers are 28th in net points per drive. 28th. They're not scoring when they move the ball. And and we've seen it. This was the first game against the Cowboys. 400 yards of offense and they have the 30 points to match it. 369 yards of offense against the Bills and they can't muster, can't even get to 20. Now, big Bob Tunyon, bogus offensive PI call. But... They haven't been scoring even when they've been moving the ball consistently. They give away three. If they if they don't throw two low red zone interceptions and another red zone interception, they beat the Dolphins by two scores. Or the, the, the Lions, excuse me. They might beat the, the Dolphins by that many too. This, this is a team that is moving the ball, that, that has the underlying metrics. In fact, by a lot of the the advanced numbers that I like to look at, the point-based models, the Packers have been ahead of the Titans on a lot of them, like all season. And the Titans just keep winning and the Packers just keep losing. And by the way, it continues to be true that they, they the Packers have stayed ahead of the Titans. This is a team that cannot throw the ball down the field. So you cannot play passive against them. You cannot do the thing that Joe Barry has done so many times over the last couple of years and allowed mediocre passing games that are they're not going to push the ball down the field to complete everything underneath. I understand you want to put a lid on everything, but when they cannot and will not throw the ball down the field, you cannot and will not let them throw underneath. That means press coverage. That means more man coverage. And that means going after Ryan Tannehill because when there's pressure, he turtles. 
Now, of course, you have to try and stop Derrick Henry. That's priority number one. This offense doesn't work if they can't run the ball. But defensively, this Titans team can't score. They can't score. If the Packers get to 30 in this game, they win by 10. Or at least a touchdown. Because this Titans team just can't score on anybody. They've had one of the lightest schedules in the league. Which is one of the reasons why they have six wins. Their Pythagorean expectations more like five wins. Green Bay is sort of right where they belong. Packers are right where they belong. They deserve to win four games and they won four games. Titans deserve to win five and won five. Well, much different schedules. So this is a close game despite the record difference. Now the Packers are going to have to play like they did on Sunday offensively. Now they've run on two of the best defenses in football. The Bills and the Cowboys are each top five defenses by DVOA. You have 200 plus yards on the ground in those games. And then now you got the play action game going over 50% of Aaron Rodgers throws on Sunday are play action. They ran it on over 60% of plays and down two scores. They didn't panic. They didn't get off script. If you can dictate terms to this team and, and the Packers did it in 2020 against Derrick Henry, that was Joe Barry said that was one of the first games he watched when, when he was trying to figure out what to do with this Packers defense. He watched that game. And they did a job on Derrick Henry and on the Titans. A repeat performance of that. And you give yourself a chance to really be back in the mix here. Five and six. It's a, it's a shame you lost to a Washington team that just beat Philly because they look like they're going to stay in this thing until the end. It's a shame you lost to the Giants because their their schedule, man, their schedule is so sharp and soft. This this Cowboys win actually might be critical in the in the seven seed race somehow just because of of the way this is all shaking out and and the schedules remaining. So I know the, the the records say one thing when it comes to these two teams. These two teams are very close. And if you're the Packers, you're going, okay, but the offense finally looks like the offense. The offensive line is coming around. You got Christian Watson going. And defensively, you found something with this Rudy Ford Darnell Savage converse come this Rudy Ford Darnell Savage conversion conversation. It's a lot of different things. And you, you should be better against Nick Westbrook Akina. And and the the carcass of Robert Woods and Ryan Tannehill. You should win this game. That's why you're the favorites. So do the thing and go win it. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And it is easy because all you have to do is beat a number. And guess who sets the number? Prize picks. Hence pick. They pick a number. Now, the pick is for your picks, but you can pick a number like Aaron Jones rushing yards or Giannis rebounds, and you decide if you think those players are going to have more than the prize picks number or less. And if you put a couple of players together and you're right, you can win up to 10 times your money. It's that easy. You're not playing against someone who's got 5,000 entries and they can just game the system that way. No, no, that's not what this is. You just have to beat the number. Just be smarter than the pick. That's all you have to do. And they have all kinds of sports. So NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, golf, esports, WNBA, college basketball, 
All the stuff that you could possibly want is there for you. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That is $100 just for using the promo code Locked On. Did you know over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and packages, they spike. Package thefts, they spike. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Having a home security system was extremely important to me and my family. And so we made sure that we had one when we moved in to this house. And it was, it was there day one. I did not want to spend a night in this house without having security. And why not go with the best home security system of 2022 as voted on by U.S. News and World Report a third year in a row. And while you're at it, the 24-7 professional monitoring agents use FastProtect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is, in fact, real so you can get priority police response. Less than a dollar a day. Less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed systems. Simply Safe can give you that peace of mind. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off a new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's my show. Come watch it. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. (laughs) Joining me now to talk about future Hall of Famer Christian Watson. (laughs) No. All right. All right, we're gonna have fun uh, with with Ross Uglum from Packer Report, um, my old my old boss at Packer Report. Ross, uh, thanks for coming back on. We had you on um, a couple months ago to talk about the Christian Watson draft selection, his journey. Before we talk about what happened on Sunday, um, what what was it like um, for you as Christian Watson's biggest fan? <laughs> <laughs> to see the injuries and stuff in training camp like what what was what was that as you're trying to like you, this you have a you have a personal relationship with this kid yeah you know um i think he fought the raw tag a lot just because um obvious athleticism you know north dakota state obviously not being a power five school uh and and i think you know folks really wanted to label him as that and so you get in a situation where you're missing reps with the ones you're missing reps with the number one quarterback. You're not a part of things that you probably should be a part of. If you're going to have a, a high level of success early and just kind of put behind the eight ball, you know, and, and I feel like the entire offense is kind of put behind the eight ball, but yeah, that's, it's, it's nothing that you want. Um, nothing that you want to see, but I think he tackled a little bit of, that raw tag um, along with a lot of other tags against the Cowboys, but there's, there's more nuance to his game and, and more understanding of a high level of football. Um, and a lot of that frankly does come from, you know, North Dakota state, which is something that we can get into, but uh, yeah, it just was not the start to his career that was needed when he's a 33rd overall pick. 
when his his season started, it, it did not seem like they they wanted him to play receiver in the way that we think of receiver, right? They they were it was gadgets, it was jets, and it was clear outs. Um, and I think a lot of us, myself included, took that to mean, hey, they just don't think this guy's ready. You talked about this raw tag. Like, okay, he's figuring it out. Use him in situations where you can just get him the ball. No thinking, just here's the ball. Or you're running the sale on this concept where we're going to try and throw this over route in behind. Or you're just running the go opposite the concept to clear out a side. What, what, what was your impression of that? And did you think that was the best usage for him early on? Obviously understanding you're not at practice every day, not in the meeting rooms, all that stuff. Right. And, you know, I think you can see frustration across the roster, you know, um, why are they still playing Darnell Savage at safety? Uh, why won't they play Devonte Wyatt when he seems to be getting maybe the second most amount of push on the defensive line. Why didn't Rudy Ford play until yesterday? I think why is Amari Rogers still returning? Why is Amari Rogers still returning? I mean, you could get into a lot of that, I think. And uh, but but for sure, I mean, that just has. I think it had to have had to do with the fact that Dubs had you know 80, 90, 110 camp reps with Rogers, if not more, and Watson had five or you know whatever it ended right. up being. Um, and and that is. Uh, if you're still getting a kid up to speed, you're still delivering, you know, delivering that confidence and, and that chemistry between he and Rogers. Yeah. I mean, you, you saw the, obviously the jet sweep touchdown against um, new England. You saw him cook Patrick Peterson in, in what it should have been a touchdown against mm. Minnesota. And, and, and those are the kind of things where, yeah. Okay. If you don't uh, trust is probably not the right word, but if you're not as comfortable with him, in the playbook, at the exact route depths that Rodgers wants him at, all of the things that you have to do to be a human being that Aaron Rodgers will actually throw the ball, I can understand why they wanted him to do some of that stuff. And then, as, as frankly, you know, I started joking about guys, they had to have Eric Stokes hurt to have Joe Barry forced to play Darnell Savage yep. at Nico. They might have had to have Romeo Dubs with a high ankle sprain to be forced to let Christian Watson play wide receiver. And this is what you get. It's interesting, though, because Matt LaFleur did say a couple weeks ago before we we finally got to see it against Dallas, hey, we feel comfortable with Christian doing everything in our offense. It seemed like he was going to be a big part of the Buffalo plan until he got hurt. Aaron Rodgers said that that was going to be the case. It seemed like he was going to be a big part of the plan against the Lions until he got hurt. You have to stay on the field, too. I want to get to the drops part of this because that was a big part of the narrative coming out. You and I talked about this when you came on my show in college. Again, this was a thing that that was a, a part of his college scouting report as well. Um, how did you see him respond in these moments where your confidence could get shaken? Yeah, and that's one thing with C-Dub that I'm never concerned with is confidence, even if it's a rational confidence, you know, even if it's confidence like even if it's confidence like J.R. Smith had confidence. Uh, and and I, I don't mean that necessarily in a negative way, but like Christian's just not gonna not gonna beat up on himself. And and I think he has almost a cornerback's short memory, um, which is fine. You know, uh, Rogers is gonna throw him the ball after a drop. Great. And and you know, as it re- relates to drops, I 
haven't changed my mind much. You know, um, Devontae dropped the ball. Jordy dropped the ball. James Jones dropped the ball. They all dropped the ball. I, I do think that there's a chance that it becomes more of a long-term or a career-long issue for Christian than, than the other guys just because I've never seen him have a really great season with with drops you know i've never i don't know that he's the world's most natural like make the diamond hands catcher um it, but but i don't think it matters like terrell owens never caught the ball like that and i'm not putting to on christian but i i still say what i've always said which is folks the difference between a guy that drops the ball and a guy with great hands is like four drops in a season or 10 drops in the season i just don't care that much about those six reps especially if you have six reps that that other guy can't make because you're scoring 60 yard touchdowns that he can't make. Like if that's the difference and we saw it in this game, right? He only had four catches. Uh, Three of them were for touchdowns. One, the other one was for a key third down conversion. If those are the plays that you're making at a certain point. Yeah. It's not really that big a deal. And by the way, he, he won all the rest of the, his routes, like the two kind of questionable drop, drop, maybe not drop, but probably drop. He won both of those routes. And the 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 slot fade ball that he didn't realize was coming to him, that's probably like a forty yard gain if he's just kind of on the same page with Rodgers. He won that route too. He and and that was either he didn't think the ball was coming or he lost it in the lights. It was tough to tell. Didn't see the ball. I thought Greg Olson made a great point on the broadcast when he said, "You're taught not to look back at the QB. You're taught to look up." And Christian looks back at the QB. That was a perfect example, I think, of what you were talking about earlier. Those are just reps. Like you have to know, and I said this on Twitter, you have to know you're always in the pattern with Aaron Rodgers and you always have to be ready for the ball to come to you. Especially if you're the go ball. Especially if you're the go ball. So (laughs) you have to, you have to run every rep. Like you're going to get the ball until you hear a whistle. Um, And and he's going to learn that. That's the thing. He, I think he will learn that. Let's talk about Dallas. Let's talk about what we saw on Sunday. The, the drops, I think it was easy to start that first drive and just go, okay here we go again right like what what are you thinking on that first drive like man come on christian i know you can do this yeah um you know i i was actually uh because north dakota state who i also uh, run their site had a had a live home basketball game i was in the car for the first part of the first quarter and um one of one of my fellow Christian Watson compatriots, uh, Jake Stack or Jacob Morley, uh, texted me a four letter word, and mm. so I I kind of thought, you know, that they were like, and I'm not, and a lot of unfortunately because of some bad lazy comping by other uh, colleagues of ours to MVS. It seems like I'm always digging on Marquez when I'm praising Christian. I don't mean it to be that way. But I, I really expected those to be like when I went back and watched the the replay, I expected them to be like MVS concentration drops. Just like wide open, you know, between the you know, right in the nine and he dropped. Those were tough catches. They, they both would have been sweet grabs had he held on. Um, fully extended on both on both the out and the inbreaker. And and yeah, I mean, you're frustrated by those. It's a plays you expect him to make. I think even the narrative of his day is different if he makes either one of those, frankly, you know, I mean, and, and look, the narrative's great. Everybody's very happy. Um, he's all over all the talk shows. Like it, it's great, but man, I think if he catches the outer, he catches the in and maybe drops the other one. And you have sort of that intermediate success in where you have 
obviously the deep success and the red zone deal, man, I think you're really, and, and I'm, I'm already there obviously, but I think you're really starting to open people's eyes up to the different ways that this kid can beat you. Um, and, and I've talked to him about him as kind of a tall Debo. I don't think they'll ever hand him the ball the way that was consistently, you know, the way that, that San Francisco does, but he can beat you with gadget stuff, but he can also pretty clearly beat you in the real passing game, um, especially against man. I mean, if, if you don't jam him, I don't care who you are. Like, you're just not going to be able to run with him. So it's interesting. You said you said taller Debo. One of my pre-draft comps for him was tall T.Y. Hilton because – because so much of what T.Y. did was get deep. And then so he used his ability to get deep to kill you underneath because you had to account for like he could run little slants. And because no one wanted to press him, he was a problem in, in all parts of the field. But it all was predicated on I can go by you at any time. Sure. And, and I just mean in that the Christian has more gadget to him. I mean, they, no, no, I, they I get I get what you're saying. Game. No, but I'm yeah. just, like yeah. I you and I agree that the MVS comps were were never they were always made out of convenience i'll i'll be diplomatic you you said i'll say convenience yeah this athletic testing kind of looks like this athletic testing and they both went to smaller schools so mvs well and what's more primary deep threats in college with the drops Drops. okay marquez valis scaling like you you certainly can see how they went from a to b on that we one of the reps that was picked out was that second touchdown. You and I both talked about it on Twitter. Um, the the route on that is just something that, and again, you, you're you're to your point on not wanting to bag on MVS to praise Christian. Christian Watson can can just do things at his size at his speed, like the little subtle move to stack the nickel there and then break him off. Guy six four. 200 plus pounds. I don't care what their speed is. That's tough to do. And then to be a four, three guy on top of it, that I think gives you a hint at like, yeah, there is so much more that he can do than just run clear outs and gadgets and, and crossers. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think you saw nuance. I think you saw the ability to really sink and plant and the difference really, I think, and, and not that there's anything, you know, as we mentioned for now, the third time wrong with the way Marquez did things like his, he has so much more burst to me that the, his zero to 60 Marquez's 60 was great or 85, 90, however fast you, you know, yeah, you he was going question. faster than 60 for sure. Right, right, right. But, but, but the in and out of break stuff, like, and I'm not saying he, he took a long time to get going, but Christian is so bursty and so fluid and does have the ability to legitimately route guys up and, and he's never going to be Devonte adams or or you know odell in that in that way but even as i've mentioned like why did i think christian watson was a top 25 player overall player and a top three wide receiver prospect because even if a human being that size that fast has league average route running ability or slightly above league average route running ability his status as a space alien makes him a potential pro bowler and he is a space alien as you saw him do a full standing backflip in full pads <laughs> for no reason so to what do you think this could potentially open up here for for Aaron Rodgers and Christian Watson because it it 
seemed to me that when when Aaron Rodgers said he wants pr- production, not potential, I read that as a direct challenge to Christian Watson, who comes in with the pedigree, not with the pedigree necessarily, but with the draft pedigree, certainly um, not the collegiate pedigree. And although you're probably mad at me for saying that in terms of like blue blood, sure. SEC well, I, kind of pack, you know, like it, it's just not the same as good as things went to Western Michigan, baby. Right. Anderson went to Fresno State. <laughs> exactly. James Jones, you know, yeah. you can go yeah. on and on. Kansas State, same, same, same. So what what where can this go now? What's the what's the next evolution for them? Well, because I think in, in no disrespect to Lazard or Toure or anybody else on that roster, but like there's not a super duper star among them that isn't Christian. Like the the guy that, and not even just that can run away from you. He is obviously the fastest guy on the offense. There's no question about that. But who actually has the makeup to be a one that's available to them right now? It's Christian. That's you. You can certainly win games targeting Alan Lazard eight or nine times. They've done it. But as far as who can break a game open, like, do you think? And, and again, I, I love Alan. Do you think if they run that little RPO slant to Christian, he gets hawked and they have to kick the Mason Crosby field? No, he it's hits a his head on the goalpost. I mean, that, and that's and that's just, just like the subtle difference between Lazard and Watson. But the, I trust Lazard to make that catch on third and two. You know, more, maybe more than I trust Christian at this point. But as far as like who is an individual driver of offense, it's Christian. And so I don't think that there's any, he doesn't have a choice. I mean, and that's, that's what unfortunately injury. I mean, for unfortunately for the Packers, but fortunately for Christian Watson, the football gods have just, you know, as, as they have told Joe Barry that he has to play (laughs) at nickel, they have told Aaron Rodgers that he has to throw the ball to Christian Watson. And yeah, he might drop one in a big spot, but he can also beat the Dallas Cowboys for you. And, and that is that is why, you know, I think a lot of people were going, why did they take this super raw, whatever, whatever? And, and it, we can even quibble with those scouting reports. Doesn't matter. This is why we saw on Sunday. Why? Because the upside, the the big playability, the, the ability to tilt the field is unique. I'll say that I do cry sometimes thinking about him and Devontae playing together. But, but yeah, <laughs> but Devonte but Devonte Adams made his decision. So yeah, well, for sure. Like no, that is not sure. a that is not really a Green yeah. Bay Packers thing. Yeah. I, I think like it's really nice to think about. Okay, Romeo Dobbs and and Christian Watson yeah. playing together. They might have hit on both of these guys, and if that's the case, you know, look, maybe you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers does want to play a couple more seasons because these two guys together could be could be really really dynamic for sure. And I think if you uh, if we're talking about team building too, moving forward, guys to pay attention to. If they can draft for real what Amari Rodgers was supposed to be, mm. you know what I mean? If they can draft a real slot guy with punt returnability, a good one, <laughs> I, I think that a guy like that in a, in a, in a four, you know, a pairing of four with Lazard. And the two guys that are rookies now, that could really be something special. And, and by the way, that player can be a vet too. I mean, the only thing that and and um, Jake Stack talked about this in a podcast I recorded earlier. Like 
that might be Cobb, <laughs> not punt returning. But if Rodgers is coming back for one last rodeo and Cobb continues to be productive, there's a chance that that might just be Randall Cobb. But man, like I said, if, if they were able to get a guy that ends up actually being what Amari was supposed to be to compliment Lazard as a possession receiver to compliment dubs as kind of a guy that did a lot of the Devonte Adams stuff. Romeo dubs is not Devonte Adams, but yep, we, he does a lot of his stuff. In fact, when I was in crazy people. At camp, when I asked Aaron Jones for a Romeo dubs comp, he gave me Devonte Adams, which I thought was interesting. But, and then, and then obviously Christian as your, you know, and, and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to slide. Okay. Well, so dubs is Devonte and Christian's MVS. Like it's just your, your true number one, your feature guy, your Randy Moss, your, your whomever is Christian, you know, the intermediate guys, dubs, the slot guys, whomever. And then Lazard is the blocker possession dude. You're right. I think you can start having conversations with Rogers about eh, maybe, maybe stick around. This might be something. Yeah. And, and the offensive line, we assume Elton Jenkins is going to start playing like Elton Jenkins again. So that would be great uh, for this Packers offense. Ross, this was great. Um, thank you for coming on to take a little bit of a victory lap here. And uh, we will we will be sure to uh, to get you back if he has another three touchdown kind of performance. You, Peter, I can talk about other players. I know you can. <laughs> I just assume that you just understand you have an open invitation every time Christian Watson comes goes off. To, to come to on and and give him his flowers because I know you will enjoy doing that. That's great to know. I, I'm just messing with Peter. I really appreciate you having me on. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ross. All right. Thanks to Ross Uglum for joining the show. Always great to talk to him. We will have, I know he can talk about other players. We've had him on to talk about other players in the past. We appreciate Ross. Can we pause the pod for a second? Okay, we're paused. All right. You got to try this. I'm talking the new Bill Bar flavors, cookie dough topper. Cookie dough brownie bar, cookie dough brownie topper, new white chocolate peppermint granola, which is Bill's take on the granola bar. So it's more filling and probably better than any granola bar that you have had before. I make sure my pantry is always stocked with Bilt Bars. They're great for travel. I forgot to bring some in my backpack over the weekend. And there were so many times I was like, you know, it'd be great right now. Something delicious that can also fuel my body. 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, low sugar, low calorie. It's crazy what they can do. Get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKED15 at built.com. That's 15% off with the promo code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. My show, all sports, everything you could want. It's the biggest stories in sports, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. All right, back tomorrow. Uh, the schedule is going to stay the same with the Thursday game. So Lily is going to be here tomorrow. Lily Zalfers, how you doing? We'll have our crossover on Thursday, a great preview for Thursday night. And then we'll go live on Friday night or on Thursday night for our Friday show. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like we're going to be Thursday night after the game, go subscribe to the YouTube page to stay Locked on Packers.